we all want to be happier. But how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. I'm your host and your coach, Brittany King. How are we doing, friends? I hope you're having an amazing day. I'm not going to lie. I'm having a great day, and I really attribute this great day to music. Like I was just, I've made, I started making these Monday morning playlists and I was just like dancing around my kitchen to Donna Summers and I was just like having the best morning. So I'm feeling really good and I'm so excited because I have an incredible guest with me today. Koya Michelle, welcome to the show. So glad you're here. How's your day going? It's actually going really well also. I made a conscious decision that even though I'm a little tired from the festivities of the weekend, that I am going to go into the week, the day with positive attitude and I'm going to be productive and everything's going to get done. And so far it's, I'm killing it. So (laughs) I love that. It's it's so amazing when you're like, I'm going to do this and then you do it. Boom. It's like, yeah, it's the best way to start a Monday. Well, so glad that you're here. And for my audience, Koya and I met at a Carbon 38 event. I taught a spin class and then gave a little workshop on self-love. And this is just how I function. I'm a very like energy type person and energy attracts like energy. And Koya was in class rocking out on the bike. I knew she was an instructor. I just knew, I just knew there was just something special about her. Um, Then after, during the workshop, she participated and shared. And I was like, we are on the same wavelength. And I haven't had a chance to actually take your class because, well, you know, given the circumstance, but prior to that, um, are we like had very similar schedules, but, um, instantly became friends on Instagram. So I've been Insta stalking and seeing what, uh, Koi has been up to and it just speaks to my soul. So I'm just so grateful that you're here today and I want to give you a chance to introduce yourself, who you are, where you're from, what you do and what you're about. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Um, Thank you for having that speech first and foremost on self-love that day. It was, you know, it's really a a really important topic, especially for for women. And so um, the energy when I left after both the workout and then having, you know, just a moment of mindfulness and love and openness and connectedness was, you know, super positive. So thanks for having me and um, for following me. And I'm glad we've remained connected. Um, I'm Koya Michelle. I am an online health and fitness coach. I also do uh, group fitness training um, when gyms are open, of course, and I'm a personal trainer, so I do one-on-one personal training sessions as well, Um, and I'm a cover model, um, and I'm an IFBB Bikini Pro, so I live here in in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, I've lived, um, you know, in other other states. I grew up in the South and in Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, y'all. So, um, yeah, that's a a little bit about me. I work with mostly women um, all over the United States because I, I do have the blessing to be able to to train people, you know, in an online virtual manner. And I focus on 
fat loss. I focus on um, lean muscle gain, but my approach is one that's sustainable. So my ultimate goal is for you know us to learn how to live a life that is healthy and balanced that we can you know take forward for years to come. So, you know, kind of hopping off the diet train and just that negative kind of mentality where, you know, we want immediate results and maybe we do things that we cannot sustain long-term in order to get there. And then of course, um, the minute we stop doing them, we kind of, you know, fall backwards or, or worse fall, you know, fall, fall back even further. And of course that just adds to frustration mentally. And it just kind of you know, gets us on that, on that negative train. So, um, all about, you know, sustainability and happiness and, um, and healthiness. Mm, and that is exactly why I knew I was like, yes, we are on the same wavelength. So good. Well, I first, I just have to say, I love that you were like, yeah, I had a little bit of fun this weekend. And instead of like feeling it this Monday, you set these positive intentions. And I mean, if, if you, if you see Koi, which you will, because I have, I'll have all of her pictures all over uh, promoting this episode, you can tell she's very fit. And I love that you mentioned like you have a balanced lifestyle. Like you can be in shape and every, and I mean in shape in any capacity. It doesn't have to look a certain way and also enjoy yourself on the weekend. So I love that you like started like that because I think a lot of people think it's like all or nothing. They're like, you either have to eat super clean and not have any fun and not enjoy the foods that you like or you have the other side and it's like, there's, it's not all or nothing. There's a gray area. So I really want to talk about this first because I am all about how to sustain. And I myself used to be a extreme yo-yo dieter, but let's talk about this weekend phenomenon. So Monday through Friday, you know, we're eating really healthy and super clean. And we're like, I'm not going to eat that. I'm not going to eat that. We're very restrictive. And it's like, we're depriving ourselves. And then it's the weekend and maybe you have a little cocktail or mimosa and it's literally all bets are off. And then it's like, okay, well, I'm going to start again Monday. And that is not sustainable and it's terrible for your body. And it's also terrible for your mind. So tell me how, how people can start living a sustained lifestyle and, and ditch the diet. I hate the word diet. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and the thing about that a lot of times is we get in these ruts where we're binging. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's where, you know, when you're restricted, um, and then you kind of are unrestricted, you know, it, it creates this really unhealthy pattern, um, both mentally, obviously, because you're going to be beating yourself up. You're going to feel like crap, you know, potentially, uh, mentally, right. You're going to be telling yourself, Mm -hmm. gosh, you messed up. How can I do this? And maybe you're going to struggle to kind of get out of that hole and then start fresh Monday. And it's not enjoyable either. You know, if, if I have to be very, very restricted, um, in, in any, uh, in any means, I'm going to feel unfulfilled. I'm going to feel like I'm missing out on, you know, life. I'm going to feel, it's just not a, it's not a, you kind of almost put yourself in a, in a jail, if you will. So the way that I look at things is I try not to label food and, um, um, you know, beverages or anything as bad or good. I know that within our, in our world or in our society, we do tend to have labels for food that are clean. Um, and there's a meaning behind that, but I try just for my own mental, you know, health, um, to, to not think of food as good necessarily or bad. 
food for me is both fuel and it serves a purpose. Um, the way I eat is most absolutely going to have an impact on both how I look and then how I feel from an energy perspective. So I, I, I think about that, but then it's also sometimes fun, right? It's something that we do socially. Um, if you're, whether you're on a business trip and you're out, you know, networking or you're out with friends or family holidays, like they all involve food. Um, and so, you know, it's fun and it's also good for me. And so I need to have a balanced, uh, vision of, of how I view food. And that allows me then, you know, to eat in a manner, regardless of what day it is, Monday through Sunday. And I will have wine on the week weeknights too. Uh, not yeah. just the weekend. <laughs> Be a little more on the weekends though, but um, that's, that's just, you know, my personal choice. Um, but yeah, so it, it, when I look at food like that, it really, it allows me to step back from that kind of binge restricted mindset, which then allows me to, to eat whatever I want within reason. Um, you know, and, and then I, I'm never, I, I get, I kind of get myself out of that cycle. So that would be the first thing I think is just, you know, reassessing how you judge yourself and how you judge food. Um, a second really easy tip I would share would be to try to not uh, completely remove any particular food group from, you know, your diet, unless you have an allergy or there's some good reason. Um, but you know, if you were to say, okay, Monday through Friday, I'm not going to have any carbs. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, mm -hmm. first of all, your energy is going to be super low during your workouts. Um, mm -hmm. yes, you may lose a little bit of water weight within that week because carbs do fill up the, the muscle. Um, and then we absorb, you know, um, whether it be the carbs or the, the sodium, our muscles will hold it, you know, a little bit more. So your water weight may go up, but it, it'll go down if you have low carbs. But then on the weekend, uh, you know, you're probably feeling really exhausted because you've depleted, you know, your glucose, um, you know, completely. And now you're ready to have pasta and bread and all the wines and the, you know, champagne and orange juice and all the things. And guess what's going to happen? You are going now to, you know, either over indulge, um, or you're going to, your weight will go up on Monday. Um, if you happen to be looking at the, at the scale and you're going to probably panic, not realizing that it's potentially just water. Um, so, you know, just trying to, again, look at everything in a balanced manner. Carbs are not bad. Fats, not bad. Protein is definitely not bad. Alcohol is not bad. So it's, it's really about learning how and what and when to eat and in what amounts and what works for your body through a process of, of education. Mm, I love that. It's so true. It's like, I talk about that with thoughts, right? Cause it is just a thought that you're having about food. Like, Oh, that's bad or that's good. And then we attach this meaning to it. And you mentioned the how, because it is how, or, or, or more so like why, right? Like, why are we eating or drinking what we're drinking? Are we, or is it for enjoyment? Is it for socializing or is it to avoid how we really feel? And that is something that I think is so important and that, that you just touched on. Can we dive a little bit more into that? Because as women particular, I know that food, like when I'm overwhelmed, I just want to eat chips and I do, I eat chips and I'll be like, I'm overwhelmed. I'm eating chips. I call it out. So I know, but a lot of times we go on autopilot and we don't even realize until the whole bag of chips is, are gone. And same thing with alcohol. It's like, why are we drinking it? Is it for enjoyment or is it to numb out how we're really feeling? So let's dive into that a little bit more. Yes. And that's so true. I, there was a point in my life in which I gained a significant amount of weight, the most weight that I'd ever carried on myself. Um, you know, personally, my journey includes having 
grown up an athlete. So if anything, there was probably a period where I wanted to gain weight. When I was very, 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 very young, I was super tall, which I still am, but I was like kind of a lean bean. I had really no curves. Um, and so, you know, and then I was an athlete. And so my weight in terms of, you know, being healthy or not always stayed within a reasonable place. Um, then I went into college and I was no longer playing team sports. Um, and I noticed that my metabolism was changing a little bit. My body was changing a little bit. Clothes were a little bit tighter. Um, I was still at a healthy weight, but I wasn't necessarily comfortable with how I looked. And I knew that I was missing just being active because I'd always had that as a part of my life. So that's when I started going to the gym. Um, and I really didn't know what the heck I was doing. So I did a lot of cardio, you know, just like cardio bunny. And then I'd walk around the machines if no one was looking, I'm not judging me and like try to, <laughs> you know, I'm like, is this am I doing it right like <laughs> that's literally me you should have seen me at lifetime when it first opened I like because I'm a cardio bunny I'll like be like looking over I'm like is, is there anybody there should I go try the machines right now <laughs> Gosh, I'm probably like not even do like, you know, it's, it's intimidating. Um, so, so intimidating. I back and I learned a lot of my own, um, you know, initially. And then I got really into it. I felt really good. Um, you know, there was still a long period of time where I probably didn't know what the heck I was doing, but I was getting results. Um, you know, it might've been the most efficient. Thankfully I didn't get injured. Um, but I just kept showing up and watching other people and, you know, watching YouTube and like started to learn. And then people started asking me like other girls what they would notice you know the change in my body or they'd see me at the gym and so that's how then I decided to get train uh, my training certification because it just it naturally evolved um so fast forward you know backwards several years I got married and we moved to Washington state from, um, from, uh, Atlanta. And I, so I didn't know anyone out there. Um, my, my lifestyle in Atlanta was very much fitness centered. I mean, everyone in my social circle, we all went to the same gym. I had memberships at like three or four gyms. I was very social individual at that time. So I was always out, um, you know, so I, I was concerned with how I looked. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so it was just, I was like doing my thing. And then I went to Washington and I didn't know anybody. Um, I wasn't really social cause we weren't living in like a big city. We were living like in a, like a suburb. Um, and I didn't really know anyone anyway. Uh, newly married. My husband was traveling for work a lot. So he was gone a lot. Um, and I was not happy and I didn't realize it. Right. So here's what, here's what happened my clothes were getting tight, like really tight. And I kept thinking that the dryer was shrinking them. That pesky dryer, the <laughs> sneaky dryer. I'm like, what is wrong with this thing? Meanwhile, I'm eating like fast food. I'm drinking Bailey's. Like I am just completely, and I knew what to do, um, but I wasn't applying, you know, I was just mentally not in that space. So I wasn't working out at all. And I was eating, you know, a lot of calories and a lot of, and drinking a lot of calories. Um, so yeah, I gained weight. And then one day I stepped on the scale and I, it, it said, uh, like 190 something. I mean, it was a high number for my height and weight and I had never weighed that much. So that was my wake up call. Um, and it was through, I joined the gym the very next day. Like I joined, I signed up for like two of them and I'm like, okay, we need to get it together. Um, I was, my, my energy was low. My clothes didn't fit. My confidence was obviously low. Like I just felt like crap. I wasn't sleeping well, you know, it was all. And then, so I started working out, started losing the weight and bringing it back to, you know, what 
talking about, it was once I started that, which kind of gave me the positive momentum and the discipline and a little bit of confidence. And, you know, just overall, it was like, I was doing something that was good for myself. I started to kind of peel back the layers a little bit. And then I realized, Oh, like something is wrong with you on the inside. Meaning, Mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't aligned. Mm -hmm. I wasn't happy. Something was off something I needed Mm -hmm. to address. And I was managing that stress, anxiety, depression, the change, whatever, through putting food in my mouth when, you know, I didn't really need to, or having Bailey's when, you know, I just wanted to kind of like, you know, chill out and it was in, and it was excessive. Um, so absolutely there is a, a, a tie, you know, between the, the mental and uh, we tend to kind of eat our emotions as, as, as women. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's something that even to this day, I still have to be cognizant of um, mm-hmm. because it is, I think just, you know, you, you, something, something happens, you want to fix it. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, you know, you want to comfortable, you're stressed mm-hmm. out, you know, so it happens. Sometimes I may eat something in, in a stressful manner, but I have to be mindful at all moments and times mm-hmm. and just really be aware of my feelings. Um, and that way I don't act in ways that aren't aligned with, you know, my true being and, and my true spirit. And that are going to lead me down a road that, you know, I don't want to be in. So, or, mm-hmm. yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I mean, I think a lot of people can relate to that experience of being like, oh, something, it must be something else like that's going on instead of actually just sitting and and being with the discomfort of the sadness or being with the discomfort of, you know, the, the experience that you were having. And it's great because now you know that. So when you do emotionally eat, you're like, Oh, okay. What is this connected to? Like, what am I frustrated about? Or what am I sad about? And it's like, you can still eat. It's just understanding the intention behind why for sure. So I, I, I relate to that on so many levels. And I mean, my, my story is similar to yours. Like it, it, like losing weight is like a byproduct of feeling better in your mind because it all starts with our mind and losing weight is the byproduct. But if you approach losing weight by the aesthetic, by looking good on the outside, it doesn't matter how much you weigh, what the number is on the scale, because even if you lose a hundred, you know, if you weigh 200 pounds and you lose a hundred pounds, but you're not taking care of your mind, it's never going to be enough. Yeah. And when you get to that place, you don't have another hundred pounds to lose. So yes. it's important to bring it back to like, okay, well, what's going on mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and how does this connect to what's going on in my physical body? So do you have any tools or tips that you use with your clients that help them with that? That's a great question. I, we do. One of the things that I do with my online clients, um, is we have weekly accountability calls. And it's mm-hmm. during that call, it's almost like a fitness therapy session, if you will. Um, we, we talk, you know, um, and I encourage them to journal on their own. But one of the things that we do do is we just talk openly about the week and, you know, how they felt physically, how they felt mentally, if they had any challenges, any obstacles. Um, and it's just through that being transparent and open and honest with themselves. I'm kind of just there to facilitate like a therapist would be. Um, mm-hmm. But it's it's really them, you know, looking through the trash and seeing, you know, kind of where, what, what's leading what and and what's what, but I, so I do talk about journaling. Um, and I do provide my clients with a free journal. Um, and it's just a way for them. Again, it's about accountability and it's about learning. I would love for my clients to work with me. Um, and, and they don't have to work with me forever. Right. I would love for them in, in five years or whatever, however long a year, two years, 
um, 20 years if you want to stay with me that long. Uh, but, you know, to be uh, fully uh, self-sufficient um, and fully self-aware and to have learned tools, you know, to be able to apply with or without me. Um, so just as it relates to, um, you know, overeating, it's just really finding that time to self-reflect and to be self-aware and to hold yourself accountable when you do notice something that is a little bit, you know, off, offline. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it, like to your point, it it's about having the tools because it's not like those thoughts don't just go away, right? It's just learning how to manage them and having the tools to work with them. Because I mean, I really, I, I know this to be true because of my own experience and being healthy and losing weight, all of that, it all starts from the inside. And I think it's important for everybody to love their body based off of like who they are and not what society has said is the like ideal body because we're constantly being bombarded with all of these messages on, you know, ads and uh, social media and it's just all over the place. And it's like, if you, people have this belief that if someone that looks like that, which is like super lean and has a six pack and all of that, like that they must have it all together and they must have it all figured out. And (laughs) like that couldn't be further than the truth because the truth is no one has it figured out. Right. (laughs) Um, and, And this is something that comes up a lot with my clients. And it is that belief that because someone looks the way that society has told them that they should look, that if they don't look that way, they don't have it together. And how do we debunk that? How do we start like shifting people's perspective on that? Because that's a really big uh, issue that I see and I don't see it going away anytime soon in the age of social media. It's true. I mean, even I, and I have to, again, through the process of self-awareness and kind of, you know, digging deep, like always asking myself why, if I have a thought Mm -hmm. and just trying to look at it, but even I will be scrolling on Instagram and I'll have a moment where I see something Mm -hmm. and I'm like, Oh, like, I wish I could do that. Or, you know, whatever, maybe like she looks great. Um, so for me, I think that the way that I could help and we could help and and everyone is just by being transparent and honest and real, you know, um, I try to, make sure that every now and then, now that I'm saying this, I'm writing it down because I don't know that I've had a post like this in a while, but where I talk about something that makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable um, or, you know, a topic like, oh, I had a bad day today. You know, although I'm a very positive person, I'm super optimistic. And if, if you ask anyone, like, that's probably one of the things that they'll say about me. It doesn't mean that life is perfect and that I don't have struggles or challenges or bad days. It's really just mm-hmm. about how I process and deal with it. Um, mm-hmm. And my, the purpose of my page is to inspire and, and everything. But I think people just need to be more transparent and open and honest with one another. And that's how we'll really see that we're all human. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that would be something that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think it's so true. I relate to that because people ask her like, you're so positive. Do you ever like have a bad day? And I agree. I'm like, yeah, I do. I have a lot of bad days, but I also have these tools to help me process through the bad and see the good. And it's, it's, a, to- it's a total practice because human beings were wired for negativity. That's how we used to survive. We had to have a negativity bias or else we would get eaten by a bear, 
or a tiger or a liger, something would attack us and it would not be good. But nowadays we experience the same type of thoughts based off of something that we see. And it's not a threat. We just perceive it as a threat, which, you know, once we know that we can manage it. And I love you talk about self-reflection a lot. Like that's a huge part of it. And I would definitely say like a weight loss journey is all about self-reflecting. It's not about depriving like the, the deprivation. It doesn't work. It's not sustainable. I've been there, done that. It's exhausting. It's mentally draining. It's like, give me the carbs. I want to eat the carbs. Like don't cut them out. And it like drives me nuts because everyone's like, well, what do you think about keto? I'm like too much of anything is a bad thing. Like moderation is important. Even moderation is important. So let's talk about, let's talk about the diet culture a little bit because Uh, ah, man, the diet culture, it, it, it (laughs) frustrates me. Like at the end of the day, let's be real. It's like eat whole foods, avoid sugar, chew your food slowly, drink water, get sleep. Like every diet, literally I've tried them all. They all say the same stuff, but they're selling something different. So let's like, let's dive into that a little bit. What do your, what do you think about the diet culture? I, you know, I mean, it's unfortunate that, um, a lot of us don't know until we either experience or, you know, we're educated by, you know, a podcast like yourself or, you know, uh, posts on my, or any other fitness professionals, Instagram page, um, because it's, 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 it's not sustainable and it's unhealthy. It's, it's a business. It's there to make money. Um, so we have to be kind of aware of that and and look at it through those eyes every day. There's like a new fad that comes out and it's not that these diets aren't effective. I mean, when you talk about weight loss and you talk about, you know, eating in a manner that is going to support a healthy body. Um, it's really scientific. I mean, it's really simple. It's, it is what it is. It's like an equation, if you will. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but all of these different ways, like, uh, um, um, keto, for example. Yeah. Keto, keto can work. I've lost yeah. weight eating high fat, but again, I like carbs. So there's no way in heck that I am going to not eat, you know, I'm going to eat 20 or 30 carbs a day for the rest of my life. Like that's just not sustainable. So why would I invest, you know, energy, um, you know, eating, uh, uh, doing something only to then, you know, rebound um, and be miserable while I'm doing it. Cause I'm probably going to binge and then I'm going to go back and forth. Um, and personally, my body actually likes carbs. It likes that too. Um, but what I've learned through the process of trying these different diets and, you know, just competing and just being, you know, in the industry is everyone's body's a little bit different. So, you know, the one, the one stop shop approach, uh, doesn't necessarily fit, you know, everybody. Uh, but yeah, they, all of these, there's so many different ones, the Atkins and the, um, um, what is the one with the timing now? Like my brain just went dead. Um, oh, inter- intermittent fasting. Yeah. Yes. I get so many questions about that. And you know, I'm very honest. It's not that the approach could not work. I think what's mm-hmm. good about intermittent fasting, for example, is that again, it's all an equation. So if someone's trying to lose weight um, and they feel that they can manage their intake better on a schedule mm-hmm. like that. So if I don't mm-hmm. eat for 12 hours, And then during like the 12 hours that I am eating, um, you know, I eat the amount of food that's going to allow me to lose weight based on my whole equation. Um, Mm -hmm. then awesome. It's working for you. It's not necessarily the timing of your eating because that, that has scientifically proven to have no impact on weight loss. It's just the amount. 
Um, but a lot of people have tried it. And what ends up happening is it supports binging because you're like starving for 12 hours. Mm -hmm. And then that would, that would be me. I fall into that category. Mm -hmm. Um, then I'm like, I got to catch up and I would probably end up eating more than, um, you know, I needed to. So I always tell people again, you got to think about being happy. You got to think about what is sustainable for you, what works with your lifestyle, um, you know, it, what you want to be doing in two and three years. And if that is one of the diets, great. And if it's not, um, then you probably, you know, don't want to, don't want to waste your time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I mean, bioindividuality, a hundred percent. Everybody is different. Some work better low carb, some work better high carb. Like it just, it is not a one size fits all. And I think it's important for people to figure out what works for them because it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle. Uh, but I agree. I mean, like, you know, and, and there are, there's tons of health benefits. It's certain ones, especially to treat certain conditions, uh, sure. because, you know, a lot of the disease that we have, it's like, we treat the symptoms. We don't treat the cause and food can help really treat the cause. But if you're not in a good headspace about it, it will just send you right back to where you were because it, I mean, our mind and our body is all connected. I was doing intermittent fasting for a while and I, I loved it for the science, not the weight loss, like just like the resetting your body. And I like imagine like this little vacuum cleaner, like going through and cleaning up. And like, I love that. Um, and I was, I've been doing it for a while, but I've stopped because I, we are planning on starting a family soon. And like, I just oh, don't want to like, thank you. Um, I don't know. I don't want to like interfere with my hormone. Like there's just so much, you know, that we don't see. And yeah. it's just more like, I'm a very intuitive person. So I just intuitively stopped. Um, but I agree. Like I noticed there'd be certain times that I'd be great. I could do 16 hour fasting and like not even think about food, but as soon Soon as you invite food back in, your brain literally is like, oh my God, when's the next time I'm gonna eat? I gotta eat everything in sight. Like it literally does that. Yes. So if you don't, if you don't, it's like, oh my God, what, I, I'm gonna starve again. Like it literally goes into survival mode. And if you don't have the mindset, it totally like it just it basically undoes all of the benefits that fasting does right? Like, so it doesn't, it, everybody, ev I mean, to the point, it's like, everybody's different. And I think if anyone's listening and they're like, what is the best diet should I subscribe to? Koi and I are both agreeing that it's like, not, there isn't one. You have to figure out what works for you by listening to your body and, and not necessarily subscribing to what someone else does just based off of how they look, because you have no idea what's going on underneath the hood and like how their genetics are and how they're designed. Like it just doesn't work that way. So how do you, cause you, you train a lot of people on and offline and obviously diet is a huge part of it. Like food is 80% working out is 20. Like it really, it's very obvious that that is the truth. So how do you navigate that with clients having the bio individual approach? We, so upfront, we discuss you know, whether or not they want nutrition to even be a part of their plan. Mm -hmm. Most people do because they recognize, and I always ask like, do you think, um, you know, that how you're like, talk, talk to me about how you're eating first and foremost, like what's going on there. Um, and do you feel that your current nutrition is, you know, a part of the challenge that you're having? And if the answer is yes, then we kind of dive in a little bit further. Um, and so there's two approaches that I take, and it really depends on what technically three, it really depends on the person where they're at and, and their lifestyle. It's either going to be flexible macros, um, or a meal plan 
which I like starting a little bit more structured for those that are, you know, really new because you're going to learn <clears throat> through that process about uh, portion size. You're going to learn a lot about what is in certain foods, both the macro proteins, carbs, and fat, as well as the micronutrients. You're going to be able to learn, okay, when I do this, this is how I feel. Okay. When I did this, this is how I feel. So it's almost like a science experiment and college. Um, and so for me personally, you know, I did uh, that for years and I still do, um, depending on, you know, where I'm at and like what my particular goal is like. Um, but I can look at a, I can look at a chicken breast. I could look at a thing and I'm like, I already know what's in it. And I already know how it's going to make me feel, you know, if I eat this amount or that amount the next day or how my body is going to react. Am I going to have a little bit of water weights or, you know, whatever. So through that process, I feel like it's it's really good, obviously, to scientifically get you to a goal, but then it's really helping you to understand and learn your body and food. Um, but intuitive eating, I also do intuitive eating. Um, and some people are better at that than not. Again, if you're binging or you're really struggling um, you know, with some other things, and it may be a little bit more difficult for someone right off the bat to just intuitively eat. Um, you know, so it's something that you kind of have to get to. And as you, again, build that connection with your mind and, and the body, um, and you're kind of doing the right things, <clears throat> absolutely all day, you could intuitively eat, um, go on vacation, have the drinks, do all the things and, you know, not track, um, but just understand by your body um, and how you're feeling, you know, what to, what to do. So those are typically the approaches that I take with my clients. I knew, I knew you were just on the same wavelength. I, I, I honestly, I think macros again, like it comes back to, it's not necessarily like sustainable for like when you're vacationing or your whole entire life, but it does teach you like portion. It's like for a long time, I was eating a whole avocado. Didn't realize that that was like quadruple the amount of fat that I should be because <laughs> it was nature's butter. But I like slowly started to understand how to get a balance of all the nutrients in my meal. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, that's what matters is getting nutrients and how yeah. to have that mixture of, of nutrients so you can be fueled for the day. I mean, we're talking your mind and your body and your soul, like all of that is, is connected based off of your plate. And I, I'm a big believer that the food on your plate is a reflection of how you feel in your inner world. So if you're feeling off in your inner world or you're feeling sad or you're upset or, you know, your, your relationships are off or your home environment, I mean, there's a big connection to the food that's on our plate. And just by having that like gentle, non-judgmental awareness of like, Hey, like I've been feeling crappy. Oh, like interesting. The food I'm eating is crappy. Okay. What's going on? And it's no judgment because we all go through seasons, right? And like when we have the awareness, it's amazing what we can actually do. Like I go, I, this year in particular, 2020 has been a big year of that for me. Like that's the season that I'm in, right? Like I'm sure everyone's like, yeah, me too. Like we're all in that, but it's like, it's good. Cause it's like, I, it's very easy to beat yourself up and be really critical and really harsh or just gentle yeah. and loving and being like, Hey, you know what? This season's really hard. Like just be kind to yourself. You know how to feel better. Like take the small steps to get there. So let's talk about some small steps because if people are feeling like I've been feeling in this season of challenge, um, and, and, you know, struggle, what are small steps that people can take towards feeling better today because it's not when I lose 10 pounds, then I will be happy. Or when I do this, then I'll be happy. Like, let's talk about right now. 
One thing I would say is um, just being grateful. And I know that it sounds so, and we all kind of know this, but I mean, even myself, again, it requires work for me to be happy, to be lucid, to be grounded. Um, you know, I think our nature as human beings is just, it, it's not that. So it requires work. So I might have an off day or maybe I'm having an off week or maybe it might be two or three weeks, you know, and I haven't really checked in with myself to the extent that I have uncovered where this is coming from. So I'm still unaware. Um, and then I always bring it back to gratitude, you know, so I try each and every day, um, you know, to remember something that I'm grateful for or several things. Um, so I would start my morning, you know, if you're, if you're in a funk or you, um, you know, are just trying to start taking some positive actions in your life and really practice self-care and self-love, three, four things that you're grateful for. Um, automatic game changer, your day is going to be turned. It's just going to thrust you in the right direction. Um, sleep, getting adequate sleep. It's, it's such a good way for us to take care of ourselves. Um, I used to, when I was younger not be able to, you know, I could, I could pull an all nighter and like function fine the next day, um, college, whatever the case may be. If I don't get seven hours of sleep, maybe six and a half at the least, um, eight hours is perfect. Um, but in that neighborhood for me personally, that's what I need to, to show up the next day the best way possible. But don't sleep a lot, then there there is a there is a hormone um, that you'll feel hungry essentially. Like physically it's proven and I'm sure you've noticed that if you're really sleepy for whatever reason, you tend to want to eat more because you feel like it's going to give you energy and make you feel better. Um, so automatically, you know, you're going to be in a better place mentally um, and show up better for, you know, the world and, and, and your, and your work. And, and, and definitely it also supports weight loss. Um, and it also supports your muscle recovering. So, um, sleep, water. I know everybody says that, um, but these are kind of, you know, basic things that really require no energy and no, no, um, investment financially. Um, but water is great. It's going to be great for your skin. It's going to be great for your energy. It's going to make you feel less hungry. It's going to, so it supports so many things, you know, so, you know, just try to make sure that you're staying hydrated. Again, sometimes when you think you're hungry, you're, you're just thirsty. Um, so if we're tying it back to weight loss, you know, just keeping yourself hydrated is, is absolutely going to help. Um, and you know, I mean, it's going to sound really basic, uh, but just getting active. So it doesn't have to be anything fancy. You know, maybe right now you can't afford to hire a coach or, you know, you just, it's just not in whatever, just get outdoors. Um, you know, even in the midst of a crisis and I know, you know, some people think differently and others think differently. So, you know, so whatever the case may be, just get out there. Okay. It's healthy for you to get some sunshine, that vitamin D, if you're in the a part of the country where hopefully it's, it's sunny, um, is going to help, help both your mood. And it's also going to support your body walking and getting those steps is definitely going to, you know, burn and take energy. Um, and you're going to just feel better about yourself and it's going to build from that point in time as you start the foundation, super small and super easy. Um, and you have the, uh, a, um, you've established kind of some consistency, then you're going to start adding to that. So then you can look at other ways, you know, whether it be, um, you know, spiritually, mentally, physically, um, to, you know, adapt your program and to, to, to keep, um, propelling yourself forward. Mm. Gosh, I mean, yes, this is exactly why we were on the same wavelength. I mean, all of those things. And it's just a lot of times people are looking for things outside of themselves to feel better. And it's like, it just, we got to go back to basics no matter what. And I think we can all agree, especially if you've been listening to my show since I started. And if you've been following on my journey, gratitude is a big part of 
what I do personally and with my clients. So it is, it's like just getting back to basics. Like the answers are within us. We have to stop looking outside of us for really um, what you know, to, to help us feel better, to lose weight, to lose fat. Like, yes, coaches are amazing and we will help hold you accountable and we can give you the tools, but only you can do the work and it starts with yourself. So these are awesome action steps. I am like listening to them like, yes, yes, yes. Like, right. Like what, why do we forget these simple little basic things, right? Like we are constantly like looking for the next program to like help us. And it's like, no, let's just like, quiet down a little bit and like really go inward. So I love, 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 love that. So thank you for sharing. Uh, this was amazing. I could talk to you all day about this. Like we were totally on the same page uh, where, like, what are you up to? Like, what are you most excited about right now? Yes. Um, so actually either later this evening or first thing in the morning, I am going to be releasing a new website. Um, it's social distance training.com. It's going to be a website for just free workouts. So, um, the first series will have six parts. It'll be, uh, three cardio workouts. There's an upper body, a lower body body and a core strength training as well. Um, but when individuals sign up for the, the first series, they'll get access to other free things that I, that I'll, um, you know, share. So super excited about that. You can see it on my Instagram. I'll, I'll talk about it on my Instagram, but obviously it's social distance training.com. Um, so come, come on in, um, and join. Um, and then I'll have a couple of uh, Instagram, uh, lives that are going to take place this week and next week. Um, I'm actually going to have some gentlemen. I've had a lot of women uh, that I've done these with, um, because, you know, most of my clients are women, but my followers, my audience, I do have, you know, some men as well. Um, and the topics that are going to be discussed, I think, will be applicable for, for both sexes. Um, I'm going to have Nathan, who lives here locally in Arizona. He's another trainer. He really focuses on mindset as well. He's very mindful. I mean, this man, he just is so in the zone. He inspires me every time he opens his mouth, right? So mm. I'm super excited. He does movement style training and it's like very like body and mind connected. Um, mm -hmm. So he's going to come on and that'll be next Wednesday. I'll post it on my Instagram. So, you know, cool. you can follow me at Maria yeah. Michelle underscore fit. Um, and then I'll have Nick DeRegis come on, who also is just super motivated, um, you know, motivating. He's also in the fitness community here. I met him at a local gym, um, but just a great person. He speaks um, about, um, you know, um, self-development, motivation, vision, purpose. Um, so obviously it's going to be really, really good to have him on and, and share that. Um, and then I have a couple open client spots. Um, so I know right now, a lot of folks are stuck at home. I do online programming as well. I mean, obviously, uh, but I do, I'm doing outdoor group workouts locally here in Scottsdale. So if anyone cool. is like, look, I just can't hang with these home workouts, send help. Um, I got you. <laughs> oh, so cool. Thank you so much for doing that. Like, I know these are, are such challenging times and I just appreciate you so much for, you know, being creative, coming up with these workouts, doing free workouts, these talks, like it's so, it's so important and the world needs that. So I really just want to acknowledge you and thank you for, for doing that. Thank you. You're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to more of these shows. This is a really yeah. good idea. And you found um, you know, not, you're just a natural at this. So oh, get it thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. You know, it's so funny. I, I like had this vision of when I was a little girl, I used to have this little recorder and my friend and I used to record radio shows on it. And no record, way. It was like this tiny little thing. We would take it to the mall with us because that's where we'd hang out at the mall. <laughs> and like, I, I had this image the other day and I was like, 
wow, I had this like a podcast vision in my mind when I was like 10 years old. I had no idea, but I really, I really appreciate you saying that because it means the world to me. I love being able to have these conversations and share your knowledge um, with the community. You have so much to offer. So I will make sure I tag all of that goodness in the show notes and I'm looking forward to continuing this conversation. It's so necessary. And thank you for the time being here. Thank you. Take care. Ooh, that was a good one. I could have talked to Goya all day. Gosh, podcasting is so fun. You can just talk to amazing human beings all the time and learn so much. I hope you got something from that episode. I know I did. And it's always just a good reminder to have that conversation and kind of reflect back to where where I'm at right now. Uh, but when I think about this topic, it's incredibly important to me because once I understood how I was treating my body as a reflection of how I felt about myself, everything changed. When I think of turning points in my life, there's a couple pivotal moments. That is one of them. And it's a lifelong practice, a lifelong practice, but it's important to have people like Koya that remind you of that practice. And I've had a couple people ask a little bit more about my story, my relationship with food, and how I overcame binge eating, yo-yo dieting, all of that. And I definitely will get into that in this season. But if there's any other topics that you want addressed, please send me a message, slide into my DMs, shoot me an email. I am committed this season to providing you the best of the best in mind, body, and soul. And I want to know what you want. So back of your head, if you're like, hey, I really wish you would do this. Don't keep it in your mind. Please share with me. Really do it. Do it. Do it. Anyway, that's it. If you feel inclined, share this message, post it on your IG, share with a friend. But most importantly, I would love a review. Honestly, I'm just so grateful for you to be here listening to the show, coming into your speakers and the review that you leave is exactly how we get this message to other people. And that's how we can make a positive impact in the world. So just by you leaving a review and commenting on this episode, we can get this message out there with your help. So if you do it, I'm so grateful. I love you in advance. I mean, even if you don't, I still love you. But if you do, extra love. But I, it, I still love you regardless if you leave a review or not. But <laughs> all right, I'm done. But I just, I want you to know that I hope You have a great day and a reminder to love yourself, own your happiness, let your light shine because you, yes, you, yes, you are so worthy of it. Let that belief settle in, take a big breath, accept it. You are so worthy of it. And I will catch you next time.